Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Phil Harvey about Light Reading's Leading Lights Awards. We'll explain what the awards are and how you can enter a submission. In addition, we'll share advice for how to craft a solid entry, tell you when the deadline to enter is, how much it costs, and more. Hey, Phil, thanks for joining me on What's the Story? Oh, no problem at all. What what else have I got to do? (laughs) Oh, just (laughs) round a publication, no big deal. Uh, You know, just all those things. Keep my boss from yelling at me for the the whole time I'm on the call, so... um, So can we just do this for like six hours? Sure, no problem. Yeah, I think the (laughs) uh, listeners would love that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Phil, all day, every day. Uh, So we're talking about uh, leading lights. Uh, What are Mm -hmm. the leading lights awards and how long have they been around? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, the leading lights is light readings, um, you know, own publication uh, award program. So it's our annual award program. We try to recognize um, the innovation and the achievements in the global communications industry. That sounds very broad. And over the years, the awards themselves have broadened out to kind of reflect what our coverage of the market is, but also to give us, um, you know, for lack of a better word, an excuse to peer you know, a little more deeply into some areas of the communications uh, ecosystem that we don't get to look at every single mm-hmm. day. You know, there's so much that goes on that doesn't make headlines that is incredibly important to uh, the rollout of new networks and the sustainability of existing networks. And this awards program gives us a chance to collect a bunch of data on a bunch of companies and really talk to them and read about them and get to know them a little bit better and kind of set us up for our coverage, you know, to improve our coverage in the year ahead. Um, I've been with the publication for a while and the, uh, the leading lights began back in 2004 as like a way to, you know, look at the companies and the people that were sort of pushing the industry forward. Um, now uh, that we're in the, the, uh, the awards, gosh, what is it? I think it's our 18th year or yeah. something like that. Um, you know, we, we had them all but one calendar year consecutively. And uh, in various stages, you know, we used to, it started out as like a small awards banquet, uh, you know, a kind of a dinner and, and a show kind of thing. Um, that grew to be, um, you know, the, the last time we did an in-person one, an all-in-person one was in 20. 2018 or 2019 yeah, I think it was and it 2019 was, and uh, 2019 and it was it was <laughs> crammed with categories you know we had like 20 something categories and the, the, the just reading the categories took like a full two yeah. hours and it was it was <laughs> it was a very um you know a, a, a very hard thing to do you know it turned into kind of like we, we were sort of having the same struggling with the same thing that oscars and other award shows have which is you know the presentation right. has to be um, has to fit the material. And we were, we were kind of at a crossroads there. And then of course the pandemic hit and it forced us to reinvent the whole thing. Yeah. And so it's changed um, which, a little bit, right? So uh, this yeah. year are, is there going to be, um, a big in-person shindig or, um, what, what uh, is the, yeah. uh, the, um, issuing of the awards look like? 
Yeah, so we'll do the entire thing virtually this year. Um, it is uh, a, a a live presentation, but done online. You know, where um, much like we've done the past couple of mm -hmm. years, that works really well for uh, the the breadth and depth of our staff and the fact that we're far flung all over the world. Um, but it also gives it it gives the uh, uh, the the winning companies a chance to um, see everything all at the same time with no distraction. And then we'll celebrate later at a, uh, we have a, a series, we have a couple of uh, one day events at Forma and Light Reading uh, back to back in New York City in December. Uh, we'll have a cocktail party uh, following one of those events and we'll celebrate uh, the finalists, the winners, and just generally have an open bar to uh, treat our audience to uh, a few drinks and, and some laughs and, you know, and, and some, uh, uh, some good old fashioned network. Yeah. We've gotten some good feedback too, on the, um, approach to, uh, uh, virtually all the editors in a video, uh, or live, um, will announce, um, who the, the finalists and the, the winners were. So that's a little bit, um, you know, and then Pierre cuts in some fun stuff. There's yeah. some fun clips, so it's a little easier than than in person. Sometimes it, you know, you've got to yeah, not hold on, people, on like here, you said, hold it, people's it's, interest. It's easier on everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's the thing too is having having the entire staff represented in the thing because it is a it is a group effort. Not you know, there's not it, and it always felt weird to be you know as one of the editors. Mm -hmm. It's always it always felt a little weird to be the person presenting everything and getting kind of indirectly getting the credit mm -hmm. for everything. When really you know, it's a, everybody has to pitch in for this thing because the way the awards are judged, and I should definitely cover that because people are curious, um, the way the awards are judged, you know, the first, we, we have two rounds. So you become a finalist and then you become a winner. The finalist round is determined by light readings, uh, editorial staff. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a very, um, a big effort. Uh, it, it's, you know, we're, we're significantly outnumbered, <laughs> you know, in terms of the number of companies coming in and the number of categories to judge. So the earlier the entries are in, the better, um, get them in now. Um, the, uh, that gives us a chance to read them, sort them, anticipate what's to come, and then kind of have, uh, you know, some thoughts in our head when we go to look at the whole, the category as a whole, when the thing gets, uh, you know, finalized. Um, if you don't enter, you can't win. This isn't one of those kinds of industry awards where we, you know, roam the earth picking out our favorite things or anything like that. <laughs> this is definitely something where we're only judging the industry based on what, um, you know, what, what comes into uh, our system and who, who enters uh, for the award. Um, the, uh, uh, but yeah, the first round is completely determined by our editorial staff. And then the second round to make it to the winner's round, um, what we have there, the editors, this is a new wrinkle, but what we have is the editors are then joined by a panel of industry experts that we have that we recruit from the industry to help us with the judging. They do so virtually via, uh, via an online system. And, uh, if anybody is out there, any analyst, any industry experts or any subject area experts, if you want to participate in that, please let me know at Harvey at lightreading.com. I'm always vetting new judges. I'm always uh, trying to improve that part of the program. Um, but that's a big effort, mm -hmm. you know. So now we have uh, a smaller number of companies that are looked at by a much larger group of people. And then we really dig into the nitty gritty details of the entries and figure out, you know, uh, who, who stands out in, in each category. And then on top of that, 
we not only will have the category winners this year, but this year the editors will retain some of their sort of, uh, uh, you know, ability to override or hand out an award, no matter what the category says. Mm-hmm. So we have the editor's choice awards. Uh, those can be, uh, uh, you know, those are at the discretion of, of the editors. And what we can do is award either a second award in a category or, you know, in the cat- in a case where there's um, two companies vying for that final spot that, there just isn't that much difference between them, and the, the entries were both equally impressive. We can make sure that both companies, you know, uh, uh, receive some kind of recognition. You know, it, it'll be clear, you know, which one the overall judging panel picked, uh, you know, based on who wins the leading light award. But uh, an editor's choice award means it was really, really close mm-hmm. and our editors felt strongly enough that we should also include, you know, a second winner. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really cool uh, change for this year of <clears throat> if you do a really great job, you know, you've got the possibility of, of more than one winner. Uh, and then in terms of when people are um, submitting for it, what's your advice, um, things to you know, make sure you include, and then are there things over the years you've seen where, a, a certain submission automatically gets, uh, you know, kind of tossed out because of something or, or just in general things to avoid. Um, so overall, what's your uh, advice for those that are crafting a submission? I mean, my, my best advice is be clear, concise, accurate, and interesting. Those are, those are my four big things. So clear meaning don't assume we know every GD acronym that, <laughs> <laughs> happens in your site in your little neighborhood of the industry i i i you know I, i've got i've got a family i've got cats i don't have time to keep up with every little damn thing that goes on and you know in, in in every corner of the of the globe so if you if your marketing team made up some acronym and you guys use it all the time or whatever go ahead and uh you know do us the courtesy of spelling that out so you know being clear is helpful. Being concise is helpful. In other words, there's no need to apply a bunch of flowery, flowery language to uh, to the entry. Um, use adverbs sparingly is what I always say. Um, and uh, and then of course accurate. You know, don't put that you announced it in July if you announced it in February, mm-hmm. and we can go and verify and check that you didn't put that correctly. Don't believe your PR firms when they say they researched the entry. <laughs> they, they research the entry accurately and carefully. Mm-hmm. They almost never do. Um, we find factual errors in almost you know every entry that's submitted to us by a mainstream PR yeah, agency. Yeah, I, I have had. Sorry, I've been surprised the number of times someone has tried to sneak in a submission and say that it was launched at a certain time. And I go look it up. Like I also have access to the internet. I can go yeah. look up <laughs> That's when right. you really did submit it and see that it, it doesn't fit. And then I just kind of get, angry honestly like why why did you yeah well um that's it yeah i would say that's one and another one is sometimes folks will just copy and paste things directly from a press release but we put a lot of effort into reviewing these and talking to each other and doing gut checks and doing background research on what you submit so when people submit something that they clearly spent 
maybe five minutes on and just copy and pasted cobbled some things together um it's frustrating because we do take it really seriously and um you know it's kind of like well what do i do with this information yeah exactly if they don't take it seriously why should we that's the that's the, the 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 import of the whole thing. The other um, issue that you mentioned there, you know, I mean, obviously you're right. I mean, just the fact that you said it, our editors do, you know, this is, this is, we are journalists. This is what we do. We do verify facts. We do take you at your word, but we also spot check things that are easily verifiable just to make sure. And if we check, if we spot check something in the entry and it's easily verifiable and we find out it's wrong, then that puts that casts a shadow over everything else you've put mm-hmm. in that entry. And we're going to now really go over that thing with a fine tooth comb. And like you said, it's, it doesn't feel great to be like spending a ton of time on an entry when, you know, when somebody was just careless, uh, right. you know, from the front end. So do pay attention, be, make sure they're accurate. And then of course, make sure they're interesting. Mm-hmm. So the last part of that is, um, you know, try to tell us a story, try to keep us engaged you can dispense with, you know, we do need context, but we don't need like, you don't have to go back to like the nineties, you know, right. like you, you don't have to like explain why fiber to the home is a good thing or uh, why 5g matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we find that a lot of people, unfortunately, and this, this, you know, these are the easiest to disqualify, to be honest, is the people that use three fourths of their, um, entry to explain to us why 5g is a great mm-hmm. thing and then the last sentence they try to quickly tell us yeah. what it is they do don't bury the lead say, <laughs> it's a big thing yeah They're and they just help. say industry leading uh in a you know industry leading innovative award-winning and they just say that like six times in a row and it's like well that doesn't tell us anything. right so you know we, we we do look at these very pragmatically we're not um uh you know, this is just another human being reading it. So there's no need to flatter us. Just give us the best possible um, story that you can mm-hmm. about, you know, the, com- the, the company, the product, the use case, or the person that you're uh, submitting for the award. I would also say um, there, so some of the categories are best and some are innovative. Uh, and a lot of times I feel like for the innovative categories, folks are trying to explain why they're the best, why they sold the most product or um, why they're amazing. And I really like the entries where they really focus on that word innovative of how did you take a really unique approach uh, in the industry? How are you different from the competition? What are some unique partnerships that you're utilizing? Um, Just really how, how do you stand out? And that's going to take some time. So that's not going to be one of those copy and paste entries from a press release. Really yeah. put some thought into why are you different? Because that's the type of entry yeah. that will stand out to me um, when it's, you know, 10 at night and yeah. I'm just pouring over these. <laughs> yeah. Two wines into your yeah. injuries. Yeah. Like, oh, the the other... <laughs> Make it stand out. <laughs> the uh, the other kind of component of this uh, is that we give you an escape hatch. So if you really want to trumpet the fact that your company is commercially successful at what they're doing, and you really want to talk up your earnings, and you really want to talk up the financial end of your company, that's great. But for the innovative part, like Kelsey said, leave the description to 
why you're different, why you're unique, why you stand out, why people look at you, even if you're not the, uh, the best cost option for them, or you're not the most convenient option for them and they choose you anyway, there must be a reason. Please, you know, uncover that for us. And then in the further on in the entry, once you, you know, there, there's a, a, we leave three blanks, um, for, for referral URLs for supporting evidence. Um, obviously one of, you know, one of those things can, uh, can be your, your company's website mm -hmm. or product site or wherever it is you're, you're describing. Uh, the second one can be, you know, a white paper or something that kind of supports it. The third link can be a big one. It can be a Google drive folder. It can be a, you know, something from box.com where you just stuff a bunch of documents and you organize and put, you know, together, like make your case there. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can say a lot to us by the kinds of information that you share behind the scenes and how organized that is. And that will clearly tell the story for you. If you say you're financially successful and then you include, you know, six quarters worth of earnings releases and we see that, yes, look at that. They knock the cover off the ball every single quarter. Okay, they're financially successful. Great. Now you didn't have to use 100 right. words of your 500 allotted description talking about uh, last year's, you know, annual report or last year's earnings or whatever. Just put it in the link and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely read it. We, we're, we're, you know, the one thing that I will say about the things we, we will look over every single entry and everything you submit. Yes. There's no doubt about that. That's the basic, you know. Uh, the basic amount of service that you get from us as judges. Yeah, that's a great point. Like definitely hook us in with um, the description and don't panic about um, the word count, but be succinct, focus on why it's different and unique and uh, you know, why you're excited about the direction that your company's going in. And then, like you said, Phil, use those links really wisely to, you can give us that Dropbox to just fill us with all the, the extra uh, supporting documentation um, that you'd yeah. like. And, and that's always really impressive because it, it shows to me that you took it seriously and took some time um, to really pick out those um, good nuggets of, of information uh, to share. So it's, it's not something, this isn't, um, you know, a project to start the night before at 11 PM. No. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> I, I do have one more bit of advice, if I if I may. I don't want to run the. I know I'm running this podcast way longer than I usually am, so sorry about <laughs> that, okay. folks. Uh, um, we're not going to fill up the internet or anything. But uh, the the other bit of advice, because people ask this all the time, is like um, I know that these that a lot of companies make uh, either uh, explainer videos or mm -hmm. really highly produced. Um, you know, uh, kind of hype videos about different technologies and different products and different parts of their overall solution and different parts of their company. Don't assume that we've seen all of that stuff. Um, because I mean, you know, a lot of people are using YouTube for, for marketing. And then when, when you go on their YouTube page, you look and you see that something only has like 16 views or something like that. Okay. If it has great information in there, especially that's relevant to a product, if you've explained it in a very visual and interesting and compelling way, or you have your CTO on a video or something like that, and the video was done like six months ago and everybody was happy with it and it, it you know, did a great job and you you take it around and you show it to customers, really, you know, hear me when I say we've never seen it. 
So please do put that, you know, in your pile of things to, to share with us as well, because some of those things actually take, you know, are a, a five minute video of mm -hmm. your CTO talking about why their technology exists and how great it is. You know, that little thing that you show to your customers, that's way better than like 50 white papers mm -hmm. that we may, may not get time to dig all the way through. Um, you know, stuff like that can be a shortcut for you. And like I said, don't assume we've already seen it because a lot of people, you know, if, if you're, if you're honest with yourself and you look at the YouTube thing, you see like, okay, it had 200 views. Yeah. They were all in your company. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> <laughs> like, like don't assume we've seen it, put it in there. We'll probably be happy that you did because that saves us a lot of time. Or it also, it might, you know, give us some, uh, some, some material for some questions yeah. to come back with, you know, that, that relate. Uh, directly to your interest. Yeah, those are great. And a lot of times they'll also feature um, partners that uh, companies are working with as well. And it's just nice to be able to like see the product and how it is yeah. out in the real world versus just reading and, and thinking about it. So um, before we wrap up, um, where do people go to submit? What's the deadline? And is there an early bird discount? Oh yes. Uh, so definitely. Um, the first we'll get to the pricing stuff. So early bird entries cost two ninety nine. Uh, after August fourteenth, the price goes up a hundred bucks. Uh, so three ninety nine for entries. Um, the the uh, and people can the reason for more than one entry, right? To different categories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Please, please do if you feel like you uh, that your your product, your service, or your company or whatever qualifies for more than one category, please submit to as many categories as you think you qualify for. That's fine. We coordinate internally. So we're, you know, at least aware of what, uh, of what's in, you know, what's showing up in each category and that sort of thing. Um, the, the reason obviously for the early bird entry, uh, uh, discount is because the earlier the entries are in, like I said, we, it gives us a, a rolling chance to look at the categories mm -hmm. and kind of anticipate and make a game plan for it. If they all come in the night before, that creates a little bit of an administrative uh, nightmare for us, but we, we, you know, we'll do either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, it's, it's something that we, we have to, we have to contend with it one way or the other, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's the cost. It does cost us time to do it. It does cost our company, you know, time and money to process everything. So we have to pass on some sort of cost uh, as well. And, and of course that helps support the publication. So we thank you for, you know, all of you for entering. Um, and yeah, the early bird, again, early bird entries, they'll cost you two ninety nine. That pricing lasts until uh, uh, the weekend before August 14th. On August 14th, the price goes up to three ninety nine, And that lasts until uh, Tuesday, September, something or 13th. other. Uh, when we, 13th, when we stop uh, accepting entries. So uh, the deadline date is Tuesday, September 13th. Um, that gives you plenty of time from, from right now. So you've got, <laughs> you've got a lot of time. You can make a game plan. You can talk to people inside the company. Uh, don't panic, do a good job. And we, we can't wait to see what you, uh, what you come up and with. And we'll, in, we'll include a link um, for folks to submit, but they can also get to it through the light reading site, right? They can get to it from the light reading site. Um, there'll be, uh, we'll have banners that are running constantly on the site. I'll, I'll try to blog often enough that it keeps it, you know, kind of frequent. Mm -hmm. um, if you just go to lightreading.com slash leading lights, okay. that will always uh, bounce you to the awards page. And then, um, 
yeah, like I said, any other bit of media. So we, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep, uh, uh, banner ads and other things on the on the front page as well, so that it's really easy for people to just open up the front page and find the link if they can't remember uh, the the URL, which is lightreading.com/slash/leadinglights, all one word, all together. Okay. That'll get you there. All right. Well, thanks, Phil. I think this will be really helpful. Thank you, Kelsey. I promise not to be this uh, long-winded on our next. Uh, uh, what's the story, no but this is, this is a big yeah. one. I, I only want to do this part once. And I think people are going to, going to, they're going to ask all these questions uh, multiple times. So I'm glad I got a chance to, to tell them uh, in person. Thank you so much, Phil, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.